0: My name is Grant McGalliard. I have alongside me, as always, my co-host, my friend, Parker Fleming. Parker, we have football this weekend.
1: We do. Um, However, you know, uh, a shell of a football game that might be, however meaningless it might be, TCU is going to line up. They are going to snap the ball. They are presumably going to run plays. Grant, I've been informed by uh, your friend and mine, Jeremiah Donati, that TCU is going to continue this season to do... um, half price beers before you get in there. So the game is at seven. It's not going to be too hot. Get in there early, stay the whole time. Cheer when Emer- uh, Imari De Mercado scores a touchdown with two minutes left in the fourth quarter.
0: And also two minutes left in the first quarter because he'll be starting, but that's not a nor there. there. Uh, before we get to football,
1: if, if, if De Mercado leads the team, in, oh my god,
0: <laughs> are we already doing this? No, 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 no. Hold on. Save it, save it, save it. It's, we said we were going to banter first. Uh, how are you, buddy? Uh, did you, before we, okay, did you watch Nebraska-Illinois?
1: I did. I did watch Nebraska-Illinois, and I thought it was crazy. Nebraska was, like, dominating. I mean, not dominate, but they were like, hey, we're, we're going to win this game. This is going to be annoying. And then in the second quarter, man, the wheels just freaking came off. That was um, shocking. Also, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about, we had a great situation of, is the backup better than the starter? With um, Art King Arthur baby. Sitowski coming in,
0: yeah, it. Uh, that was one of those games where, like, you know, in school, and obviously you're still in school because you're getting, I believe, what's not a twenty-year degree path, but you, you have a project and you do like eighty percent of the project. That's a lie. Thirty percent of the project in the first day. You're yeah. like, this is great. Like, I am on pace to finish this by you know the weekend. It's going to be great. And then due date is the next day. And they're like, oh my God, I still have 70% of this left I have to do. That was Nebraska during that football game. It Came out hot, everything's great. And then, oh no, Art Sitkowski is tossing the pigskin around.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, That was just, man, crazy. Crazy that they basically hired an uh, athletic director knowing that they were going to
0: have him fire (laughs) somebody. (laughs) Well, and like, Brett Bielema is a good coach. You know in
1: like interviews when they're like, sell me this pen. Yeah. And that's the interview. They did the interview for Nebraska athletic director and they were like, fire me.
0: <laughs> fire Scott Frost. Uh,
1: Give me your best case to the NCAA where you've committed, enough, where I've committed enough violations that we don't have to pay a buyout. Like that was
0: their interview question. <laughs> I mean, he's from Nebraska, Omaha. Like it's not like he's been like a P5 athletic director before. Yeah. Like I know I, he went to Nebraska, obviously, but so did Scott Frost and we see how that's working out. Not not, not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> uh okay, a- anything else from the weekend that was that you want to talk about?
1: Um no, I thought I mean I loved like UCLA just decisively winning a game. That yeah. was kind of fun. That was that felt very like it felt nicely into a box. Uh Yukon football is very obviously gonna drop down. Um <laughs> Maybe cancel their football program altogether, which is just uh, sad, sad for the people who are playing there. But, like, you almost want the athletic director to rip, rip a Band-Aid. Like, yeah. you want the university to say, you know what? This is untenable. We are in Connecticut. Let's do the country club sports and field a decent basketball team. But, um, yeah, man, that, that's just real, real rough.
0: It's real bad. And that was one of those games where early on I was kind of keeping tabs on it. And I was like, okay, like, you know, for some reason, I think it's because David Carr went there. Uh, I always have a soft spot for Fresno State. Um, I think they won a College World Series, too, in the early 2000s. I could be wrong on that. but uh, They at
1: least played Georgia. I can remember that Fresno State played Georgia in the
0: College okay. World Series. I, then I think they won because I don't think Georgia won that. Um, but I've always had a soft spot for them. But I was watching that game like, all right, you know, like maybe Fresno State you know has something this year. Then it, 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 I say watching, keeping tabs. But I was quickly apparent to like, oh, no, UConn is just um, a shell of a program. They're – Parker, if you'll allow me to make a topical reference, they're the Bishop Sycamore of uh, of FBS.
1: Yeah, that was wild too. I don't I don't necessarily understand fully what happened there, but it seems like this is kind of blurring the line between a high school and a and a like gap year kind of program. No, it's
0: not even supposed to do that. It, it, it's supposed to be a high school, um, a private school like IMG or like you know all these uh, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, all those that you know kind of recruit people. Um, from the Ohio, I think they're based in Cincinnati, could be Columbus, but from that area, uh, and they've run this grift before as Christians of Faith Academy. Uh, it's supposed to be a straight-up high school. Um, it's not. Some guys in there are like 22, but you know.
1: Interesting. That, that this is the thing where I think about. I you you know more about this than I do. The the Europeans, Grant. You know the Europeans. I'm um, familiar. Yes. They do soccer academies. So like. Uh-huh. Real Madrid, that's a school, right? Uh,
0: Yeah, uh uh-huh.
1: A team. Real Madrid has, like, an academy in, like, Berlin and in Madrid, where Real Madrid is located. And, like, parents can pay, and the kids play soccer in the mornings, Mm -hmm. and they learn in the afternoons, or vice versa. Or, like, in, in Cuba which maybe is not a model for how we want to run our society. You you know what? Your, um, your
0: mileage may vary. The Purple Theory podcast. Yeah, your mileage may vary. Uh, but
1: like they have the baseball academies, right? Yeah. And, and some of those are funded by teams. They're, they're, so in Europe, those are like direct lines, right? Like if I invest in a high school player, I get him. Baseball, that's not as clear. But college football, high school football, I, I wonder, are we not going to move to a kind of non-academically tied? Like, look, man, if you want to pay for your kid to go to one of these schools and not learn math,
0: yeah, who cares? I I, and and that's you know I, I don't want to disparage um, IMG Academy because I, I I don't know their academic status I don't, I don't know anything about that I also know they're not just a football powerhouse um, a lot of golfers have come through IMG a lot of tennis players as well um, so I
1: and there's something to be said of like the flexibility with a golfer like I think about kids in my high school who wanted to golf and. They were at public high school. They were really good, and they ended up going to private Mm -hmm. school because they get a little more flexibility with their schedule. And so, like, I get that. Yeah. That that is a – that's a good – yeah. Yeah.
0: I I, I do think you're right. I do think this kind of – you know, I don't know if it exposes something, but sort of sheds a light maybe on these schools or fake schools, in the case of Bishop Sycamore, that promise, hey, we're going to get you recruited to the D1 level, Um and are just a complete shell—a a, a grift, a con, whatever you want to call them. I—I I, I don't think IMG is like that. I don't think St. Thomas Aquinas is like that, or no. any of yeah. the other uh, academies. Um, o- Oak Hill, uh, a famous uh, military academy in Virginia, turns out basketball players, for example. Um, I, I don't think they're like that, but I—I I, I do wonder what the academic, uh, you know, r- what the day-to-day schedule looks like for for some of these schools. I don't know the answer, um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if college football and college sports more in general kind of almost turns into these factories. I do think it'd be hard to tie them to a specific team. Like, as you mentioned, Real Madrid or uh, Barcelona famously has La Masia. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, where uh, 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 Lionel Messi moved from Argentina to Barcelona to go to the thing when he was like 10. Anyway, Oklahoma is not going to be able to set up something in Norman and say, hey, all right, everyone come here. And then when you're done, you're playing from Oklahoma. I don't think that'll happen. But, you know, as college football gets more uh, monetized, especially with name, image, and likeness, I I do think these factories are going to continue to kind of pop up.
1: Yeah. And and again, I would just like to get out in front of it so that we don't have to um, have like the, you know, skeezy people associated with. I would I would like to have it in a situation where people who have the best interest of the football players at heart are the ones that are running the situation and not um excons who well one, stats war, purple theory, very pro cons very pro yes. being reformed to getting a second chance in life. But also if you're a slime ball, you shouldn't well, be in and, charge of high And
0: this guy is a future con because he has warrant well yeah. p- potentially <laughs> he, future con. So.
1: He might be doing convict round two electric boomeros. So.
0: <laughs> well and, and I I will say one more thing, and I don't mean to go off on a tangent on this, but the, the most direct analogy to what Bishop Sycamore was doing is Prime Prep, which is what Dion Sanders started at DFW, because there were no classes there. The difference between Bishop Sycamore and Prime Prep is that Prime Prep actually had athletes. Emmanuel uh, and, and Emmanuel yeah. Moutier, a uh, basketball player, um, probably the most famous graduate of Prime Prep, but but you know Dion tried it and I, I they won games by like beating up on a bunch of crappy DFW private schools. Um, they didn't schedule img or duncanville which bishop sycamore scheduled and i think duncanville's since canceled that game but uh yeah i mean it's been tried and i'm sure someone will kind of perfect the con if you will and and turn out a factory where they stay below the radar in terms of their academic oh let's say uh laissez-faire attitude and you know kind of focus on sports and just turn out a bunch of four and five stars
1: Life is full of trade-offs. It is. And and I'm
0: sorry. I've been talking a lot. I just want to clarify one thing. I don't mean a bunch of four and five star kids are dumb and want to go to academies where all they do is play sports. That's not what I mean. I mean, people take advantage of kids and families and and, and stuff like that. That's just want to make that clear.
1: Grant, they wouldn't even rate me a two star coming out of high school. And I wanted to go to an academy
0: where I could just play sports
1: all day. So
0: (laughs) I'm going to tell you a story. Um, I'm going to tell you a story off air, but continue.
1: Okay, that's good. That's good. That one will go in the OnlyFans for the uh, double premium subscribers. Uh, speaking of academics, Duquesne is a school. Um, here's what I'm not going to do on this podcast, Grant. I am not going to Google what's his name, who I'm sure is a fine quarterback who used to be at Ohio and came over to Duquesne. I'm not going to Google his name to remember it. I'm not going to look at how many passing yards he had in 2020 against FCS schools. I, 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 I don't care. Um, that sounds harsh. And maybe this is, I don't know, maybe, maybe this isn't the right attitude, but like, I want TCU to schedule teams that are close and around, we've we've done this already, that are around the area that I'm interested regionally in, and I will be way more interested in them. I'm not going to pretend that I have stats on Duquesne because it it doesn't matter.
0: Can I ask you, Parker, you're, uh, at this point, you might be more, more plugged in than I am. Do you know how that game got scheduled?
1: No, I honestly... I, do, I, I really don't know. I wondered if it wasn't like a trade for basketball, but then I never went and looked at, you know, my attention span. I never went and looked at the basketball schedule.
0: I'll look it up right um, now.
1: It just seems so odd because TCU has been Southern, Grambling, yeah. Jackson State, T-Tech. T- like, I, I would have liked to keep doing that. I don't understand why we're playing uh, Duquesne. Um, who knows how these things happen? I'm glad to be funding FCS football. and mm-hmm. We should be explicit to all the people who talk about, oh, the FCS games are a waste. No, they're not. They fund FCS football. People should have opportunities um, to, to, to play. Also, the problem is, you know, SoCon Saturday and the SEC playing two FCS programs. We need to right. talk about that. We don't need to talk about FCS scrimmages. Um, but Grant, it, it, it doesn't matter. Who Duquesne is is, is immaterial, to what this game means for TCU and how we should think about previewing it. So in true in true Parker fashion, Grant, I'm less interested in what's actually gonna happen in the game this weekend and more in how we talk and think about what should happen and what did happen in this game this weekend.
0: Okay, so I, I am 90% with you on that. And I'm really excited to, hey, Rigby. Uh, I'm really excited, boy, it wasn't my dog for once, uh, to uh, to kind of talk about what we want this game to be but my question for you is because i'm surprised that you have this take as a man who is obsessed with dustin crumb okay and as a man who uh you know loves you know g5 quarterbacks and obscure wide receivers and whatever what's the i understand there is a talent gap even between toledo and sam houston state or whatever fcs powerhouse but why do you have such low interest for this game
1: i don't have low interest for this game i just think that um the way that tcu historically has approached fcs games is entirely different than anyone else okay and it is infuriating i agree um so 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 Grant, one one of my favorite authors, who I don't I don't talk about enough, Wendell Berry. You read Wendell Berry? Uh, I haven't. No. Okay, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. That's great. Wendell Berry has this essay where he talks about. Uh, m- most people like him for his fiction. I think his nonfiction is actually a little more salient, but that's that's for our other podcast episode. Um, Wendell Berry has an essay, and he says, "What are people for?" And and he talks about this idea that. Uh, you know, if our, if our culture becomes increasingly, and you know, this is like the 70s and the 80s. He talks about like, if our culture becomes increasingly about, you know, input equals output, and we should judge inputs and outputs and that's how we categorize people. We put them in their boxes, they're little machines and we only care about their productivity. We're going to have some cultural sickness. And so I'm asking, what are FCS games for? About TCU? Because I think if we don't think about them correctly, as I do not believe that TCU does, then what we get is we get this entire mismatch of expectations and preparation and narrative and seriousness, frankly, that that really kind of undermine the rest of the season. Okay. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think it does. And and, and I, I do agree. You watch, and sure, these are powerhouses, right? Like Oklahoma, for example, they play southeastern Louisiana or whoever, and put up seventy five points on him and Spencer Sanders has four hundred yards to half or sorry, Spencer Rattler, Jesus, has four hundred yards to half and gets a game. That's what you want out of an FCS game. Like you said, you fund you you help that program fund its games and then you put up gaudy numbers and then you get ten more receiving okay. votes than eight people.
1: But does but does does Lincoln Riley Okay, again, we do we are not I'm not saying Lincoln Riley's ideal. We need to compare I'm, no, I'm saying not. any FCS team like every other FBS team. Are they saying, hey, let's go beat the shit out of this FCS team for fun? Well,
0: not in the and locker And TCU's
1: line. saying, you know what, that's mean, we're not going to do it. Because I think legitimately, a little bit, that's what TCU believes. is like, hey, that's kind of mean. Like, we're not going to needlessly beat up on this team. What is what is every other FBS team doing when they go play an FCS opponent?
0: Putting up stats.
1: And and, and just, No, well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm not leading the witness well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry right, but okay, like, what answer do you want me to give? They're saying, hey— We've had an entire offseason to play against ourselves. We know exactly what our offensive identity is. We know what our strengths and our weaknesses are. We know what our defensive identity is and our strengths and our weaknesses are. We're going to go work on these five things in this game, and we're going to master them in this game, whatever it takes. And if that means we score 70, that's that's fine, and then we'll rest people. But we're going to go until Spencer Rattler makes this throw, or we're going to go until... We've run this play enough times that we feel comfortable doing it in live action against players who don't know it in our on our team. Um, and so that that's really the difference here. You listened to the press conference yesterday. Did you read any of the, you catch any of the quotes, any of the, any of the thing? I, I don't think we need to go. No, I
0: I, I I I kind of caught the general vibe from it and that's about it.
1: But yeah, so the vibe is, hey, we're really banged up, which I, I again.
0: Okay. Well, look, okay. I, sorry, I hate to interrupt. TCU... More than any program that I am aware of is more banged up out of fall camp than any school in the country. Which is... Um... We, we can leave it unsaid, but both of us have the same opinion.
1: You don't have to live like this, is all I have to say.
0: Are, are, are you yeah. familiar with, the, with the, the band Car Seat Headrest? Yes. Okay, Jump Drivers kill the Whales. It doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't, doesn't have to be like this. Anyway, I'm sorry to derail us. Go ahead. Back to your point.
1: Gosh, no, no, that's that's true. And so you're like, okay, we hear this press conference, you're like, oh, we're beat up, and you know what, they've they've got a pretty good secondary, so we're gonna try and we're trying to run the ball pretty pretty soon and kind of take what they give us, and you know, we just we just want to win by one. We just really want to win this game. No one talks about FCS games like that except TCU. Um and it's and it's just absolutely infuriating because They talk about every game like this, and this isn't every other game.
0: Parker, let me ask you this. When's the last time – because I have an answer, and I'm curious if your answer is different. When's the last time TCU has, like, clearly run up the score?
1: I mean, clearly run it up, never. I remember like, 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 Arkansas Pine Bluff, they were kind of not trying to score. Okay. Um, South Dakota State, they were – No, well,
0: South Dakota State, like (laughs) – they had to score because they couldn't stop. The right. That's year. yeah. That's what I was uh, I was say, my answer is twenty fourteen Iowa State. That's the last time they tried to run up the score because they were trying and to play off. And
1: they, and honestly, they should have run up the store score more. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, mattered, but, mattered, they, have. but <clears throat> they would have finished ahead of Baylor if they had scored eighty two instead of fifty five. And they could have scored eighty two. It was like forty four to three in the third.
0: Quarter. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot about Tech that next year or, or the eighty two to whatever. Oh, know. okay. Tech. tech, tech okay, tech's okay an Tech. Answer. My tech's bad. My the bad. and
1: that's because.
0: You and I I'm could have. If you you st- and I could have gone for two hundred yards against Tech that game.
1: Yeah, but also if you throw stones, you're gonna, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, glass houses, whatever. Um,
0: it's a parable. Uh, in
1: I was gonna quote Fifty Cent, but then I realized I'm super old and I probably shouldn't do that. So that's okay. no, no, no.
0: Go ahead, Parker. Quote Fifty <clears throat> Cent.
1: How does Fifty Cent says, you know, if you um, if you want to throw stones and you live in a glass house, you better watch your mouth because I'll break your fattest I just think that's funny. I think rap lyrics are funny sometimes. Um.
0: <laughs> Okay, never mind. I shouldn't ask you to do. That.
1: <laughs> Go back and listen to that album. It freaking holds up.
0: What? Get Richard try. Um. What does it? it get? Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's one of the greatest rap albums of all time. Anyway, that's another that here right there.
1: Absolute bangers. Yes. Um. Where were? We? Where am I going with this? Okay. So so talk about the FCIS game. I don't care if Duquesne has a has a good secondary, and you think you can do better running. I don't care. I I am Ryan Gosling. Looking at Rachel McAdams in the rain, and I'm saying, what do you want? What do you want on offense? What do you want your offense to be? When you're playing Oklahoma, in your mind, you beat Oklahoma. How do you do it? Right? Well Lay that out for me in advance, and then say, you know what? We're going to practice all of that in live reps against an FCS team.
0: The problem with that, Parker, because I agree with you, the problem with that is that you're asking me that question, but ask Gary Patterson that question. If, if he... If, Gary Patterson's ideal win over Oklahoma is 17 to 10. And, and that's not playing into the stereotype. That's not like, oh, Gary's a win-by-one guy. No, that's legitimately how he coaches.
1: I, I don't know that Gary has an ideal win. He and I have been feuding the
0: last couple weeks.
1: I think you could see that on my voice. I'm okay saying that. Um
0: we'll get you into a therapy stereotypes and figure out a way out.
1: I don't know what his ideal win against Oklahoma, and that's the problem. That's the whole problem. This year, you you okay. you, you sent Cumbie out to the farm, you brought in your guys, they're running the show. What do you want? Ooh, ooh. I feel like I'm talking to like a liberal arts major in his like <laughs> senior spring semester. And he's like, dude, you're smart. Just freaking do whatever, just pick it. Just pick what you want and you can do it. Go to law school, I don't care. Just tell me, just don't talk to your mother that way and, <laughs> and pick a career. Listen, as a liberal arts
0: major, who's not in the same career that he was in take offense okay Parker I, I, I'm going to rein you in I'm going to reel you in okay because Fair. because you and I both now are way too fired up for week zero
1: my blood pressure cannot at this pace I'm going to die this season and we're, we we're, we're too mad
0: about stuff that hasn't happened yet let's let's put coach aside and I want to ask you Parker okay. I don't want to hear what your ideal win over Oklahoma is I don't want to hear what your ideal win over Baylor is what is your ideal win over Duquesne?
1: Okay, I think I have like a five point plan okay. that's actually pretty good. Um, I'm going to make these five points <laughs> right now. <Christ>. <laughs> okay, one, um, I want my starters to get 60 plays worth of reps. Okay. I want Max Duggan to throw 30 passes. Okay. So this week, I'm saying Max. You know, we run these offenses in practice. We're, we're generally running these kind of plays. I want you to rank our plays in terms of confidence. Mm-hmm. Where do you struggle? And Max is like, "Hey, trips, and we run that slot fade. I just don't know that I feel good about hitting it." Great, we're gonna run that nine thousand times mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, and and we're gonna we're gonna make you find that. Um, hey, that uh, that that seam RPO from the slot with Tay Barber. That's that's a pretty good play. We should we should run that a couple times to get those reps. So. Starter 60 plays of reps, dug in 30, 30 passes. Um, no short fields. Okay. So th- this one's weird. This might be my weirdest idea. But what's, what's the problem? Like against Arkansas Pine Bluff, I think it was like a return punt or it was like a blocked kick or something. And they have special team scores. And it always feels like TCU sputters. They get a special team score and then they start scoring. I am using my FCS game. If I'm the coach this weekend and I'm saying, you know what? Fair catch, everything. Practice your fair catches. That's great. I don't need you to run past FCS level players and score a touchdown. I need my offense to start on the 25 and be comfortable moving the ball 75 yards against inferior competition and scoring a touchdown.
0: This is where my lizard brain kicks in and says that punt return touchdowns are cool. And Pivantid, they are, Pivantid, Chirpins, but it, cool
1: guys don't look at explosions, Grant. Like, there's no victory in beating an FCS
0: school, right? Well, okay, it's like, I, Grant,
1: I, I, can know. I tell you a story about my high school wrestling career. My first sure. varsity match, I, I was actually wait. in eighth grade. I had to wrestle a girl, okay? There's no winning, no, right? Here are not. the outcomes either I beat her and it's uncomfortable, and okay,
0: you didn't or you that. lost to a girl,
1: or I. Or I lose and I lost which, a girl which, and I have which, to change school.
0: The Purple Theory Podcast supports women athletics or uh, girls athletics and they can compete against anybody they want to. Uh, but yes, I completely agree with what you're saying. The only the only and thing so, I mean and, is, is like, okay, Cavante Turpin, bad guy, right? This we do not endorse Cavante Turpin. But it was it Arkansas Pine Bluff? Right? He ran that kickback. I think it was Turpin. No, that was was that Kennedy Snell, also a bad guy. Whichever one, Kennedy Snell. Um, mm-hmm. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. But at that and then listen, against Kansas, a bad team. Darius Davis, punt return, the easiest punt return of all time. Like sometimes you just gotta kinda have fun. Max Duggan
1: threw eleven passes in that game. Well, what
0: you wanted to make catch it so that Duggan get more reps?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> against a team you're obviously going to beat.
0: See, here's I'll the thing, Grant, push back with you on thing. that. But okay.
1: That that goes back to what are these FCS games for? And if they're for you winning by one, then sure, I'm taking those. No. If you're for setting up the rest of the season, practicing, developing your players, then I want my offense I, to go 25 yards every drive.
0: I, I think they're 80% of, hey, look, let's nail down these nine plays or whatever. And the 20% don't want to have some fun, which I, I, think I want that, them to have fun, you know, and punt returns are fun. Sure, but if, like if, if 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 I'm playing Nerf basketball hold on, hold with on. my
1: with my two year old niece and I shack attack her and knock her to the ground,
0: that's fun. <laughs> that's not fun. Yes, it is. No. I've
1: had cousins. I've done that too. Look, only because I know I'm going to have to play my older brother, and he's got a really great. Yeah. Jump shot and he's never getting inside the post and I can't beat him. Well, so sure, okay. if that's what you're resigning yourself if to. It's THT. Do you think Lincoln Riley is saying, "Guys, we should have more"? F- do you think Nick Saban is saying, "Guys, we should have more fun against Citadel this weekend"? No.
0: Well, they're playing Clemson, but, or not Clemson, uh, Miami. But uh, but look, okay, like if, if 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 THT picks off a pass, are we just telling him to lay down?
1: No, I'm telling him to kneel it. I'm saying
0: that's that's uh, that's obscene. That's ridiculous. The defense. No,
1: I I, I would talk to him. I would call him on the phone and tell him this. See, Trey, you're an incredible defender. You know you're an incredible defender. I know you're an incredible defender. You know that I know that you're an incredible defender. I don't need you to prove anything to me. What I need is my offense to get reps.
0: Yeah, okay, but.
1: The marginal, okay, marginal value. So we're going economics, right? Marginal value. What is higher? The marginal value of Trevis Hodge Tomlinson catching a ball and running 40 yards in a situation he might do once or twice again that season, maybe probably against inferior competition, or my offense having to punch one in from the third.
0: It's not that simple. It's absolutely not that simple.
1: No, football's easy.
0: Elaborate. THT has draft stock. Th- or, and not I'm not talking uh, THT in the abstract, any good player, any defender, has draft stock. They want to make all Big 12. They want to get all these honors. Whatever, whatever. Uh, a pick is cool. I feel like uh, Justin Timberlake in the social network. You know, a uh, uh, an is not cool. You know what's cool? A pick six.
1: That's fun! I, I don't think those are... Ana- yes, but but you have to think bigger. You have to think about the difference between being a fine, competent football team and competing nationally.
0: I, okay, so what you're telling me is that instead of running a the, the game... I can't believe we're this far into this discussion. The game...
1: This is awesome. This is exactly what I want this podcast to be. <laughs>
0: The game between THT taking a knee and running a uh, an interception return back is the same as the game between TCU being fine and TCU being a top level of a college football team.
1: In terms of mentality,
0: yes. Strong disagree.
1: I want, I want my defenders to be so ruthless that they understand I could go get six really, really easily. What I'd rather do is work on the offense that has been abysmal
0: the last 15 years. I, I want... I want Ed Reed. Okay. I want to, hey, look, I'm going to score on you and I'm going to make you feel it. Yes,
1: but Ed Reed did that against FBS opponents in big time moments. F- Ed Reed wasn't counting FCS stats to, to pad his draft stock. Cool <sighs> guys don't look at explosions, Grant.
0: Whatever. What's, you know what,
1: what I want? I want THG to kneel that interception and point at a defender that's closest to him and be like, I'm going to beat you. That's fine. Get a flag for that. I don't you care know what That's it, more yards the offense has to go. That's great. This is practice. Okay,
0: in that case, you know what I want to do? I want him to pick off the pass, take a knee, and then point at Jerry Kill and say, score. And say, do it. Yeah, it's on you. Okay, what's your fourth point?
1: This isn't unreasonable. Okay, so 60, 60 plays. <laughs> thank you for 30 passes. Thank you, listeners, for staying nope. with us
0: to this point.
1: No short fields. Uh, second half is is Duggan calls the plays.
0: It, I, I find it very charming that you think it'll be Duggan that's on the field in the second half. But no, no, well, no, no. If, no, if no, we're getting you're, six you're right. plays, at reps. This is your this is your ideal setter. Yep. Okay, go ahead.
1: Duggan calls the plays. He he and Meacham are talking, and Meacham says, "All right, I I want you to go. We're gonna line up in this formation. I'm only gonna call a formation. You have to audible at the line. You pick the play." I like it right yes again development that's the whole thing uh and then wait one two three four so 60 plays 30 passes no short fields Duggan calls the plays my last one was
0: nobody gets hurt oh my gosh oh someone didn't take improv classes in high school
1: I'm no, I'm not yes anding you. I'm rolling my eyes because my insider information after the spring game was everyone got to play and nobody got hurt. And it made me want to,
0: um, as it turns out, uh, people got hurt, but that's not the right there. Uh.
1: You know what? I told myself, Grant, I told myself that this was going to be the, the, the football season of my blood pressure staying low, and clearly we are not on that trajectory. Um, I think my fifth point is that Chandler Morris doesn't score a touchdown.
0: Oh, that's mean. He should get one.
1: No. For the good of everyone, we just need to. We just need to squash Not for that. the good of
0: Chandler Morris.
1: Price is doing business, baby. Look, Sam Jackson's gonna overtake him anyway. Yeah, you're matter.
0: right. Who are we kidding? Uh, by the way, before I move you on to the next point, what uh, what beer are you drinking?
1: Um, this is um, Draftworks. Oh, nice. That kind of gets away where I am, but that's fine. We're leaving soon, Missoula, Montana. Draftworks, great brewery. Um, it was there the first time I went to Draftworks was after the 2015. Uh, Montana-North Dakota State game where college game day came and Montana upset North Dakota State. Um, the sky looked like we were on the planet Mars because it was so smoky and it was red and crazy and they pulled the Go Post down. It was pretty great. I walked over to DraftWorks, had a beer, met a guy who worked for ESPN and did the graphics. He and I sat at the bar and chatted for a while. So I have a, I have a lot of fondness for uh, for DraftWorks.
0: That's awesome. Parker and uh, Parker and company are leaving Missoula one step ahead of the Federales. So uh, that's, that's always good
1: um look man they keep saying they could have had me any day but
0: <laughs> can i tell you i can't say that on this podcast uh, I'll, I'll, sure no can. i can't i can't i'll tell you off air. um okay uh we're gonna sorry
1: i grant grant has some problems with the law his lawyer is no, sitting there i was gonna like, no,
0: this no. Was, this okay was basically, I've, I've given you my I, I'm gonna, go ahead
1: i've given you my crazy list of like here's what I do you have anything else to talk about no, this weekend?
0: I, I don't want anybody to get hurt i i want tc to interrupt the score like I, I want it to be like very clear that we are running up the score
1: but but not not like oh this one cornerback is bad and so i'm gonna pick no up I, 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 like, I really don't care we're, we're gonna run the things we're good at and we're gonna practice them and we're gonna practice them so well and if we score 70 points that's fine I, sure i asked you what you wanted and then you told me and i said no, no that's right,
0: no no I, I'm, I'm being very clear <laughs> like I, I want
1: can you imagine being married to me
0: <laughs> no Like I want, like my
1: wife, the stats wife, is a very patient person.
0: I want like seventy seven, and I want it to be like, you know, John Doe, uh, at corner got thrown in there because the other guy, like you know, couldn't. I don't want him to be hurt or anything, but but couldn't go. And I want us to look at John Doe and say, "You are lunch meat," and to pick on him. That's that's honestly in in my heart of hearts. I know, but honestly, in my heart of hearts, that's what I want. I'll tell you this: I grew up. I've said this a million times in this podcast. I've grown up a North Carolina basketball fan. North Carolina has a promotion where if they score 100 points in a game, everyone at the stands gets a free Bojangles biscuit. Okay, I want us to... And so when you play North Carolina a and not a North Carolina Asheville at Carolina, and they, they win 110 to 60, that's awesome. I have a poster in my childhood bedroom of Tyler Hansbrough dunking on a guy from Iona. I don't care that he's from Iona. It was a cool dunk. I want us to dunk on Duquesne. That's alliterative. I didn't mean it yeah. to be, but I want us to dunk on them.
1: What what is consonants? This always makes me think about that. We should go somewhere else. Consonants. I don't know what that means. Uh, alliteration is where the first letters together. Consonants where the sentence, Because a- I always think consonants.
0: Well, well it's there's assonants A cons- too, which...
1: It's a consonant. Yeah. Yeah. I I never know. That was not an English. Word. I want to dunk on Duquesne as well. I want to. I want to. I want to have a clear identity of these are the things we're going to do well and do them so well that you score a ton of points. And then, sure, we'll let Matty D have a couple tosses so that he feels good about himself and doesn't, you know, throw an interception every time he comes into the game the rest of the season.
0: You want us to dunk on Duquesne by, like, doing, like, great ball movement and, like, getting, like, a, a Tim Duncan, like, you know, just very easy dunk with four seconds left on the shot clock. I want us to do, like, the Gerald Green windmill when he was with the Nets over the Rockets, like, every time we go down court.
1: Uh, okay. Shout out Gerald Green, whose younger brother went to TCU. and That's right had a really weird play in Euroball where he dunked the ball on a free throw yeah. and they lost the game because of it and his his logic did not hold up there.
0: Um, okay, w- hold on. Uh, I have nothing I have else, nothing else either. Um, okay, look, we said we weren't going to talk about Duquesne and then we spent 30 minutes talking about Duquesne. So, let's move on, Parker. Uh, this is your idea. Uh, we're not going to do our all-Big 12 teams, but what we are going to do is our Big 12 superlative. So we're going to pick out one or two players at each position across the conference and uh, name them the superlative, if you will. Am I right? Is that kind of the concept here?
1: I agree to these terms. Okay,
0: Fair enough. Uh, Let's start a quarterback. Let's go ahead. Um, This is a big enough position I can give two people. I don't think you'll disagree. I have Spencer Rattler at QB1.
1: Okay. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Obviously. I put Max Duggan in number two. I honestly do. <laughs> Here's the thing: Brock Purdy is the worst combination of fine at quarterback and makes terrible yes. decisions in the moment. And so I am banking on a Duggan regression. I think if you swapped Duggan and Purdy last year, Duggan would have been a better quarterback. So um, I think I think context dictates so much about Max Duggan. I'm I'm taking him. Obviously, Purdy is 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 third for now. Um, Sanders. At who would be the weirdest? Sanders. Who's your Who's your most plausible like QB two? So, at, at the end of the season, we look back and we're like, oh damn, this guy was QB two. Who would be the weirdest one that you think could potentially be? Weirdest
0: there? would be Shug because I, I don't think he'll be there. I, 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 yeah, I don't.
1: I don't want to do one of those like if Tyler Shuck is the second best quarterback in the Big Twelve, I'll eat my hat. But like. We I think our narrative around that guy is just I, I think, colossally scared. Yeah, scary. And it's not
0: obviously it's not his fault, but I, I totally agree. I think he'd be I think he'd be No, it
1: is. He's personally <laughs> responsible.
0: <laughs> I think he'd be the weirdest possible. I, I do think Spencer Sanders has the the ceiling to get there. Uh his his floor is also just a lot lower. Yeah, he was
1: he was a lot more hurt last year than yeah. we give him credit for, I
0: think. I do. Um okay, running back. Uh Oh breaking ahead. news, he, he
1: has the Rona, sorry. Yeah. Sanders yep. tested positive. He's not He's not yep. playing this weekend.
0: Which shouldn't help his All-Big 12th or whatever. But, um,
1: he needs those. SE You got to pad the stats, man. Got to get his number though.
0: Huh. uh they playing? Who cares? Uh, uh, okay, I.
1: Missouri State. Bobby Petrino. Oh, Sorry, God, I
0: forgot about that. Bobby Petrino versus Mike Gundy. Uh. Future Texas <laughs> Tech <devout> coach Bobby <laughs> Petrino. <laughs> he's red enough for it. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh,
1: I, that's better than the alternative, I, which is one of the few situations that you can say Bobby Petrino is
0: better I than. I the do. There's a joke I want to make that I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> bringing a whole new meaning to the term Raider Rash is where I was going to go with that, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, running back. Um, I have I have Bijan Robinson. First. <laughs> How
1: am I supposed to move on from? That? I have
0: Bijan Robinson first team. Yeah.
1: I, again, he's someone who I believe that his hype out uh, is is largely magnified by Sarkeesian and how good Najee Harris did last year. But again, I think Bijan is very very versatile, and I I think it's hard to imagine a situation where he moves around to a different school and that school is not immediately better. Yeah. Um. And so this this light quarterback I think is interesting. Who is your
0: second? You're not gonna like this. I have Brees Hall. Oh.
1: I think that's fair, but I I do wonder what would what would like Xavier White or Sir Roderick Thompson from Texas Tech do in Iowa State's offense? Because yeah. they're both they both had a very bad offensive line last year, and they're
0: both pretty well, good. And, and, and so that depends. on What question you're asking is which you know are we ignoring scenarios completely? Because I think scenarios do play a role. I mean Bijan wouldn't be the same in. He'd be good, but he wouldn't be the same at Tech's offense as he would with a coach like. And I know we—I've probably overblown the Sarkeesian running back thing, but I believe that it's true. And he he, he he wouldn't be used the same.
1: But but Tech would be better, right? Like that's that's they what I'm be looking better. at. Is yeah. like how many Iowa State would be better if they had Bijan instead of Brees? Do you
0: think Texas would be better if they had um, Sir Roderick instead of Bijan? No, no, me neither. But you but you're asking. So there's the like recipro- team, yeah, anyway. Reciprocity so, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if so you have Sir Roger at second.
1: Uh, No, I mean, I think it has to be Brees, but I, I will say the one thing about Brees that really gets me is like, Kenei Nwagno's stats were the exact yeah, I know. same I know. as Brees Balls I, know. <laughs> I don't know how often I could do this. I don't know if I can do this anymore.
0: Okay, let's go to wide receiver.
1: Um, okay, uh, well, one, point of yes. order. Um, Deuce Vaughn is not going to make it in running back and he's not going to make it in wide receiver. He is too much of a wide receiver to be a running yeah. back. He's too much of a running back to be a wide receiver. So, Deuce Vaughn, all-around fast guy. Yeah. Sure, you're on the first team. He, he's
0: all-purpose, as they call him. Yeah. Okay, uh, I've gone first. Give me your wide receivers. Uh, I have... Uh, I, the official Big 12 list has three first-teamers, so that's what I went with.
1: We're going to take three?
0: Well, uh, okay. no, we're doing superlatives. We're not doing all Big 12s, so give me your best oh. and your runner-up.
1: Uh, <laughs> I really wanted to be Quentin Johnson. He's, he's my runner-up. Um, Mems, Izukama.
0: Okay, I, I, you know what? We, I've, you flipped me on Izukana. I no longer am a believer. He's a freak. I no longer am He's a, a, a believer. I have Mims first, team QJ second. Huh?
1: That, that, I think that's fair. I think that I think that that'll. I think I, I think Xavier Hutchinson yeah. and
0: Iowa State's a, a good bet too. But, uh, yeah. Speaking of Iowa State, we were going to pick Lyman I'm very tempted to put the entire Iowa State line on there. They're extremely good at linebacker or at, at opposite they,
1: line. They were and they're they're very consistent and they were very healthy yeah, last year. True. Um Yeah, it's it's hard to see I, I, I like guys like you know, I, I like Josh Reedus. Okay. Uh the, the guard from Kansas State. I think he's one of the best offensive linemen in the in the so if I had to pick one, I think I think I would pick him. Just because I don't know that there's like a standout you know, Oklahoma's line is all like above average. I don't even know if there's a Creed a Humphrey on, on their line right now. Like, I, I just need to know... Marquise Hayes is good. I just need creamer, to know
0: more about their line. I don't know.
1: No, Wanya Morris doesn't count, though. I don't think he's in to Oh, chance.
0: okay. Well, never mind. Um, Didn't
1: we talk about that? I think he has some... Options. Oh,
0: we, I think we talked about that when we previewed Oklahoma. Yeah. That was two weeks ago, and I've slept since then. Um, I, I I'll cosign co-sign your... It,
1: it wouldn't case. surprise me if Caleb Etienne from Oklahoma State has it figured out by the end yeah. of the year and is the best tackle. I have heard that he's struggling a little bit right now and needs some time, but, man... He's like what, like six ten, three oh, seven? Huge. Like he's a. Freak. He's There's just no way that he's not going to be a great tackle. No, I yeah. agree. Um, tight end, yeah. pretty, Kolar. No, that. we don't do tight ends in the Big Twelve. Charlie Kolar goes in the he goes in the Deuce Vaughn Okay, thing.
0: fine. But well, then he's second team behind Deuce Vaughn.
1: Sure, you're okay. good. That you're you're all around football guy. Great. You're second team behind Deuce all around football guy.
0: I, I like it. Uh,
1: dude. You, also, you're like 34. <laughs> what are you still doing do you know? here? This is the high school party. It's kind of weird.
0: <laughs> Back when I was an actual journalist, uh, you do the Big 12 uh, coaches conference calls on Monday? Yeah. And uh, Campbell was always right before Gary. So I, I would the way it worked, I'll tell this story, was I would do my interviews for the high school teams I covered at 10.30 in Granbury and 11 in Toller, And I had to bust my butt from Granbury High School to Toller High School to get there. I finished the Toller interview at 11.10 because the and Mullins were tight and I just knew, hey, get in and out. And then I would get in my car, put my laptop up with Audacity and record and put the phone in through Bluetooth, call into the conference call, get the last five minutes of Campbell and all of Gary and then get to the office. So do you know how many questions about Charlie Kolar I heard that year? Every single press conference. It was, hey, can you talk yep. about Charlie Kolar? And it was always from the opposing team's local reporter. I was like Iowa State is a great tight end. That's cool. And then they'd ask him about Charlie Culver,
1: which is like the kid in class who didn't do
0: the reading. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> huh, tight end. Uh, yeah. okay, uh, oh uh, let's do it. Okay, let's go to defense. Um, All around football all-around guy. Football yeah, guy, that's Charlie great. Kolar. Defensive line. I, I think I think Dante Still is the best defensive lineman in the conference.
1: No, you're okay. wrong. Nick Benito is.
0: Well, okay. Hold on now. This is a philosophical discussion. Yes, it is because he's listed at linebacker in the official all Big 12 voting.
1: Okay, he's not a linebacker though. He plays defensive end. Okay. Then That's for NFL stuff. Okay.
0: Then I, I would take Benito over Stills, but I'm I'm splitting them. And I understand. Stills is very good. Still's is very yeah. good. And I understand, like Nick Benito plays a different role than D Winters will play at TC. Like, it, you can't call them the same position. If
1: I had to go IDL and, and Edge, yeah. right? That's okay, probably okay, better. That's better. I'd go Will Will McDonald. And, and and Benito, you would go Stills and be Yes, I would. Yep. I'm fine yeah. with that. I'm i intellectually okay with yeah. that. That that Stills would be my second. Okay.
0: Yeah. Stills is my second. Can now. I ask you this? This is kind of a um, a different question, but so in my ranking of quote unquote edges or EDFs, right. I have Benito, then I have Mike Rose, Terrell Bernard. Where can O'Shawn Mathis be fourth?
1: Well, I, Terrell but he's more of a linebacker, linebacker
0: of than that. Benito, I know. Okay, well, then Rose. Yeah. Benito, Rose. And then Oshon. Because, again, the linebacker position and the edge rushing position are just two, I mean, who do you yeah, want? Yeah, this is confusing me, with like, the listing. What do you want to call
1: him? Well, because, like, I'm not comparing O'Shawn Mathis and Jalen Petrie. No, right? and I'm not
0: comparing O'Shawn Mathis to Nick Benito really either, but they both play edge but,
1: positions. No, I think that's closer. I think it's
0: closer. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so this is this is a mess. I don't know. Line, Let's just do okay. a linebacker. linebacker. That's why You, you have a linebacker whose name you want to say. Yes. I like Terrell Bernard. I think that I would say Patriot linebacker just because his versatility means – I understand, but it's like he's like a big nickel. He's like – Yeah, I, I mean, I,
0: again, I, I was uh, – Yeah. How they're classified – Big
1: nickel was my high school <laughs> name.
0: I was going to say. <laughs> uh, it, it would not be a podcast if I didn't mention a name that I really like, Malcolm Rodriguez, a linebacker at Oklahoma State. Underrated, uh, absolutely. Uh, so that's. I just want to get that off my chest.
1: It's it's weird because I think I know the most about defensive backs in the Big Twelve. Like that's the one I'm like, oh, I could talk about this for we'll talk a about it. Here long do you time? Have. Well, so I think I think there's like there's just so many good safeties.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like obviously, I think you're one, two, or like Eisworth and and Harvell Peel. But I I mean TJ Carter. I mean, I, all conference. I think in in the American, like a really really good defensive back. Are we not counting
0: Hodges Thomas? Um, Lekendrick
1: Van Zant. Where does he go? Well, he's he's a corner, so I was I was even separating that to say. Are just you say, oh, oh yeah, yeah. But sorry, it, that
0: was stupid. I apologize. My bad.
1: No, you're fine. Um, but but like, uh, Lekendrick Van Zant. Where does he yeah. go? In, in, in all of this, so I I mean, obviously, I think I your safeties have to be Eisworth and Harville Peel. You know, how you yeah. how you choose. I
0: I, I would go Harville Peel first. Um but but I'm totally fine if you want to ask it there.
1: And then at cornerback, it's hard to see Hodges Thompson not be the best. Yes. What I'm worried about with the um we don't break news, I'm not talking about this anymore. The Noah Daniels thing. Yes.
0: Uh so there's
1: that. Um Hodges Thompson might not get targeted once. No, he
0: might not. Um <laughs> Raleigh tejada.
1: i would be throwing it everyone else raleigh tejada
0: could be my other pick at corner then
1: raleigh tejada i think is a really really good cornerback um in a defense full of really good guys i mean you look at that man yeah they have bernard petrie and tejada who i think all three will play on sundays that's
0: that's pretty it, it's that gum static it's kind of worrisome
1: uh too bad that they don't have a quarterback.
0: yeah well that's yeah it's a shame uh do we want to give any special team shout outs other than jordy sandy of course
1: no cuz i'll be entirely biased i don't care okay, um, i did see the, the lions cut both of their kickers I which honestly that. that is that's the new analytics there man is... uh, you don't even need a kicker <laughs> when would i ever kick i'm not i've never kicked <laughs> if
0: you if you're not living on the edge you're taking up too much room
1: that was my that was my uh drunk analytics uncle I'm not, I'm not even i am not i am not you see <laughs>
0: my beloved houston texans let uh, justin reed who's a safety handle kickoffs in the preseason game last week
1: Okay, there's a the long tradition of defensive backs doing that. I will say the funniest thing about the Texans, no, I'm not going into this at all. Their depth charge. Oh, that's awful. It goes, quarterback, it goes, first string, Tyrod yep. Taylor. Second string, empty. Third string, Davis Mills. <laughs> <Dirt poor. laughs> other, Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah, man. Like, it's not great. Amazing. Uh, it's, Amazing. It's, not, it's not good i mean it's bad it's, it's, there, it's, yeah. it's bad no, yeah. no for uh, a future texas quarterback archie manning uh was booming punts for uh whatever that school is in new orleans that he goes to um so that's something um, maybe he can pull double duty for texas if he can't find an australian to punt for him anymore that's just a, that's a fun little video i saw on twitter we don't have to go into it um okay parker no that's it's, that's it's, great it's, i didn't think <laughs> you're giving me the look of like why are you bringing this up? Uh, I didn't, well, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't okay.
1: no, You were the worst I'm improv partner I've ever had in my entire life uh, No, I think, I think that just I've been a really good improv partner for a long time And I've decided that yes and is not as fun As no but
0: <laughs> You didn't give me a no but It was a yes and, it was a no
1: <laughs> Alright, cool
0: Well, let's move on to uh... I think disapproving
1: dad <laughs> Is the best <laughs> improv partner <laughs>
0: It's a good thing this podcast is an audio what, medium.
1: What the hell is this podcast? Okay, Clearly we're playing an I, I'm, FCS I'm very sorry. this weekend. I'm to
0: Drive and I've swerved <laughs> off the road. Um, okay, let's, this is your yeah, fault. Let,
1: Disapproving Dad.
0: It, uh, let's talk about some games this weekend. Um,
1: yeah, I think there's a lot of actually really interesting yes. games here. So one, I'm contractually obliged to say that I give out picks on the bet us college football podcast and you should go watch that on
0: youtube i was gonna say our, our college football gambling insider parker Fleming joins us for i'm
1: not gonna not give out picks on this podcast i'm just gonna tell you you have to go listen yeah, to that too that's, that's... i don't care if you listen just subscribe about, if you, if
0: you, can you give us two picks
1: no i can give out picks here i'm just okay. saying i also have to say like hey you should watch for the insight whatever it also if you've listened to a podcast for 54 minutes you can have my picks that's, for free. I don't
0: care. totally fair um okay uh I'll tell you what, I'll give a game I like, you give a game you like. Okay. okay. I'm going to start with Ohio State, Minnesota. Which takes place uh, tonight, as you're listening to this, on Thursday.
1: No, tomorrow. Is that well, tomorrow, no, tomorrow? As
0: you're listening to this, Parker, it's because this podcast records oh, on Wednesday. Oh,
1: because Thursday. Yes. Okay, sorry. Um, Yeah, I like this one. I think Tanner Morgan's pretty consistent at quarterback. I think that... Um, Fourteen is a lot of points. Yeah. Is the line I that, that that's the line yeah. I saw. So I think Ohio State beats the shit out of them, okay. but I think they keep it within fourteen.
0: I'm not even going to ask what that means. Um, I have Minnesota cover. No, it's,
1: that's a backdoor cover situation. Gotcha. I think okay. I think they'll keep their okay. I keep they'll keep their guys in. Um, I did a little daily fantasy. I don't know. Maybe there's something we'll talk about. It's interesting. But um, one of the, one of the sites again contractually obligated to not tell you which one is doing free daily fantasy this mm-hmm. weekend, um, and it is a. Um, fantastic duopoly of a site but um they're they they're doing free daily fantasy so i like play that and i was like oh i'm gonna take Mo ibrahim and then all of nc state's players yeah. uh because i think they're gonna pass a lot against you usf so okay um okay so you you like you do you like ohio state or minnesota i, I
0: have minnesota covering I, I think ohio state's a very good team uh i just think 14 a lot and it's the first game of the season so who knows max buddy could you not do that here
1: who, uh, Max, bang three times <laughs> on the ground if
0: you think that's going to cover. What um, game? What game do you, you want to talk about?
1: Um, well the one, the one I don't want to talk about is Michigan State Northwestern. <laughs> Dude, that's
0: going to be. Uh, the, I think that's going to be like the worst game of the season. I,
1: I'll, I'll tell you, I can I can do inside baseball here. We did show notes for the Bet US podcast, and someone brought up. Northwestern Michigan State and my show note was I'm not watching this. <laughs> no. You can't make me you can
0: pay me to watch that game. Well, you could,
1: um Penn State, Wisconsin, I think is way more interesting sure. to me. So Penn State last year, they lost the Michael Penix game where he was actually out. They had another bad break against Maryland, like some really rough turnovers. Uh I I think five and a half for Penn State, that's a lot of points. I know they're on the road. I think that they'll be they'll be better this year. They um hired Mike Yurchich, who's a familiar yep. Big Twelve coordinator um and so i i like penn state going into camp randall on uh friday night and uh and covering five and a half maybe even winning outright
0: maybe i'll do a little money line i'm going money line there i have penn state and i i
1: I think i like it i think that
0: can i say this i have the under which is 50 so
1: yeah yeah it it might be a little sloppy honestly um I think about that Northwestern, Penn, uh, Northwestern Wisconsin game from last year it was like seven yeah. turnovers. Just absolutely. Yeah, I don't awesome. Wisconsin's quarterback.
0: Um, Stanford, Kansas State.
1: I love this at two and a half points. Um, I think that Stanford doesn't know who's going to play quarterback. I think Kansas State's being undervalued because of uh, Skyler Thompson being hurt last year and because they lost a big name on defense and Wyatt Hubert. I, I really like Kansas State this year. I think Kansas State. Mm, don't hold me to this. Kansas State's probably my fourth most likely team to go to the Big 12 championship. Okay. And so I, I really like them. I think minus two and a half on a neutral seal feels way not enough against uh, Stanford. So I like that. I miss
0: gambling on college football. I'm going to make some irrational financial decisions this weekend. Um, okay, what game? The
1: delegate from the Democratic People's Republic of Stats Award would like to remind you that gambling is a hobby and you should set a pre, uh, predetermined amount before the season that you're going to gamble. And if you lose it, you should say, darn, I'm just going to, you know, make picks for fun, but I'm not going to put any money on it for the rest of the season. Yeah. Establish your bankroll beforehand. That's all I'm saying is say, I'm betting X and I'm only going to bet X also. What if
0: I get paid on the 15th and I don't have a bankroll to establish? Anyway. Okay. What game do you like next?
1: Uh, Indiana-Iowa is weird. Yeah. I really think Indiana should win that game.
0: But Iowa's favored by three and a half.
1: I know, but that's because they're no, Iowa. No, I know. Um... I don't want to talk about that. Okay. I want to talk about Alabama-Miami. Okay. Uh, because I think that's going to be a an extremely fun game. The game that it makes me think of, Grant, is last year, Alabama-Ole Miss. That was extremely pointy. Yep. I think this is going to be like an Alabama 56-48 to 48 win. Which means, I think Miami, I see this right now, 19.5 points for Miami. I'm taking Miami plus 19.5. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think I'll join you on that. Um, yeah, I like that. And the over is 61, so good lord. Hop on that if that's what you're thinking. Um,
1: Mar- Maryland and West Virginia is another one that's next. really interesting yeah. to me. I, I, I'm thinking about, yeah, sorry, thinking about Big 12. What are your thoughts on that game?
0: Um, I I have West Virginia. I, Maryland's not good.
1: I, Maryland's offense is really, really interesting. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think, so West Virginia minus 2.5. Again, do I have to do the day monologue no, again? No, please, I, God, I, I no. really like...
0: I'm begging you not to do that. <laughs> I
1: like West Virginia as a very boring eight-win team this year. Uh, I think I think they have Maryland and Virginia Tech. I think I said they weren't going to win both of those. Two and a half points, though. I I don't know. Maybe I'm taking no, it. No, I'm,
0: I'm definitely taking West Virginia outright. It is at Maryland, but I don't care.
1: Um, the spi- do you want the spiciest game? <laughs> the, 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 the most interesting game. Well, is looking looking I'm at?
0: looking at is a Lafayette. Or, excuse me, Louisiana, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I actually like, I love what you just did right there you know people are like well they're louisiana lafayette or they're louisiana and i've decided no they're Lafayette. Yeah, like true. i'm
0: i'm calling them that's an awesome name like that's an awesome town i would town name. Yeah. By the way, I want to give a shout out to one of my favorite restaurants raging cajun in houston texas great cajun place so there oh.
1: you go um i would like to know where that is next time i'm yes. in houston where technically my permanent address is so, so yeah i'll
0: point you in the direction um texas is favored by eight
1: i okay so to be fair i bet this the line came out at 13 and yeah. a half yeah <laughs> And I absolutely bet that. So, eight, eight and a half. I, I'm a little more nervous about it. Um, I think Texas starting Hudson Card and not Casey Thompson is um, probably a better sign for Texas than, than it is a bad sign. I, I still think this is going to be a one-score game. So... I think I might I wouldn't take it for as much at, at plus eight and a half, but I w- I would still take it eight and a
0: half. This would be a game where I would take the over, which is at uh, fifty-eight. But I, I have Yeah, no idea fifty-eight kills it. Yeah. I, I I don't have I mean, it would not surprise me if Texas won this game by three possessions. It would not surprise me if they won this game by one. But surprise me a bit if Lafayette at one, even though I would let that happen. But
1: that, that's fair. At 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 eight and a half, I would take the over And not play money line or line
0: right now. By the way, our gambling advice is not official and you shouldn't gamble if you don't want to. Um, Before we go down the tour of the Big 12, why is USC only favored by 14 over San Jose State at home?
1: Because you got to go fast. Okay. Nick Starkle, man. Yeah, that's true. Nick Starkle came to San Jose State to eat uh, burritos with guacamole on them and throw (laughs) touchdowns. And he's all out of (laughs) burritos and guacamole.
0: And French fries. Uh, No, that's San Diego. Um, Baylor's favorite
1: by. Fr- are, are San Jose and San Diego not by each other?
0: No, they're not close. I don't know. Yeah, it's.
1: I have no yeah. idea. Okay, um,
0: we're from the south. Baylor.
1: My only jokes about California are burritos with guacamole, or like you're a tech startup, bro. right? So I didn't. I, did I make the wrong? Yeah, San, San Jose State
0: is tech startup, bro. Okay.
1: Yeah. Can we do that again? Should Sorry. Run. Nick Starkel came to California, came to San Jose to gather some venture capital and throw touchdowns, and he's gathered all the venture capital he <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Nail it. Uh, Baylor is favored by 14 at Texas State. This game being at Texas State is very funny to me. Uh, uh, Texas State ain't bad.
1: They have like 40 transfers. Uh, earlier this offseason, you heard us talk to Ish Johnson from Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, about like yeah. Jake Spavidol was like, yeah, I'm just going to take a bunch of freshman transfers or what a bunch of games for the next few years. So uh, I have no delusions that Baylor will lose this game, but I, I do think that 13.5 is a lot of points. I, I think that um, Baylor ultimately cover uh, just because their defense is going to be so much better than Texas State's offense. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what, what what Jerry Bohannon can do. Um, Grant, I want your opinion of this game. I also want you to ask this question a bunch. At what point does Baylor switch from Jerry Bohannon to Jacob Zeno, who was kind of quarterback in the future for them pretty recently?
0: Are you talking about this game or in the schedule?
1: No, in the schedule.
0: Okay, let me pull up the schedule real quick. Um... I'm stalling by saying that I, I I actually like was very scared of Jerry Bohannon when they got him, uh, and then he hasn't really impressed me since he's been there. Uh, of course, he hasn't had like you know full like oh I'm the starter type. And he had a full off season as as the guy you know whatever. Um, but it is interesting how that how that flipped in terms of Bohannon. Um, okay, Baylor starts the season at Texas State. I think uh, Bohannon will play all of that. Oh, yeah, this is the thing. I tried to look up Baylor's schedule on their website the other day. It doesn't come up, like, in a list. Um, yeah. yeah, so at Texas State, at Texas Southern, Bahana plays those, at Kansas, fine. Uh, when they're down 30-7 to 7 at Iowa State on September 25th, that's when that gets switched. I could see it being like, hey, it's 7-7 to 7 against Kansas, and we are freaking out. Let's put Jared Zeno in, like, midway through the second quarter. Uh, that's a possibility. Yeah, I see
1: that. Um, Okay, let's 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 talk about. I think the only other Big Twelve game is Texas Tech Houston, and I just you know, I don't like to I don't like to communicate in emojis, Grant, but uh, I've got a big shrug emoji on this one. The line is a one point five. I don't.
0: Yeah, I I have no feeling on this.
1: This this depends entirely on what you believe about both teams, and I can't tell you what to believe. Don't bet this game.
0: I I I, bet the over. Actually, bet Bet the over. Over Sixty four. Bet it. It'll hit. Uh. Last big game on the schedule, Parker. If you
1: like broken play touchdowns yeah. and hate defense, boy, have I got a <laughs> game for
0: you. Uh, last game on the schedule, Georgia Clemson. Clemson favored by three at the book I'm looking at.
1: So my, you want to hear my big brain strategy? Yeah. My my wrinkly brain strategy for this year was to not bet Georgia to win the win the SEC or to make the playoff until they lost to Clemson and wait for the odds to go up and then bet it. Okay. But Clemson's got some issues on the interior offensive line. I think Georgia might win this game out, right? I think they do too. This this is one of those where my, my error margins are too big at the beginning of the season. Like I can acknowledge my limitations. I'm not gonna say something confident about this game. I I'm, I'm not betting on no, this
0: game. Me neither. Um that is all TCU is not listed on the book I'm looking at.
1: Well, yeah, because they are playing right, FCS exactly. team. So so we could do that ourselves. Grant, if I gave you 28 and a half I would take, for I would TCU, take TCU, what do you want? Okay.
0: I hope so. What? I want I want. Okay, to you. let me ask that a different way. What spread would you take Duquesne?
1: So I'm thinking about specifically like Samford in 2014 was like 48 to 14. So that's what, 34? Something like that. I think I would take Duquesne plus 35 and a half.
0: Okay. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all.
1: Only if it was like plus, plus 200 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 10. Yeah,
0: something absolutely insane. Um, okay, I, I have a surprise bit for you, Parker. Oh, no. I've got alumni, baby! All right, don't pull it up. I'm just...
1: This is the season of surprise bits. I can't believe I didn't think about this. Wait, Grant, I have to ask for... What percent crazy is it if Duquesne a- ends a hundred, up in the Big a 12, hundred 12 100% championship? hundred
0: percent crazy if Duquesne <laughs> wins the Big 12. Uh there aren't that many alumni i just have like five that i want to point out
1: well there's only five people who go to the That's school true. right now so.
0: um, the uh, the roonies art rooney and dan rooney uh of of who's art uh, rooney? founder of the and owner of the steelers oh yeah. Yes. Rooney, rooney. okay yeah yeah. yeah uh i was thinking of ed rooney who's ed rooney was that the 60 minutes guy, Different guy. no it's art no yes yeah yeah yeah. mickey, no, rooney. Yes. mickey rooney yeah Nicky yes. Rooney, that's what I Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, Norm Nixon, who was the point guard for the, uh, the Lakers before Magic Johnson took his spot. Sure. Uh, Where are the other three that were interesting? Um, John Clayton, who did an NFL uh, an analyst for ESPN. This is my favorite, Parker. Werner Herzog went to Duquesne. No. Did not graduate, but went to Duquesne.
1: Okay, well, actually, you're cooler if Werner Herzog... Dropped out of your yes. school. Yeah that, that, yeah, that makes you cool. I, I okay. need
0: him to I need yeah. him to narrate like the Illinois-Nebraska game. Like, Look at the futility on the field. As Art Sikowski. That's pretty good. There's, calves, honestly, verbal,
1: verbal trademark is uh, Herzog narrating bad college football <laughs> games. We're going to make millions off of that. Uh,
0: Parker, do you have anything else?
1: I mean, perpetually, yes, but no. I want to emphasize at the beginning of the season, okay, one, we did a bad thing. We said that we were going to write a preview, and we said we're going to turn the paywall on. And can I, I'm going to use a curse word, Grant. Shit got real this week for both of us in different ways. We're both okay. It's fine. We're just dealing with work stuff. Um, Next week. Here's my promise. Can I make a promise? I haven't made a promise before. I'm going to make a promise. Cow preview. I'm going to give you the Advanced Stats Cal preview, and then we're going to turn the paywall on for the recap. That's what we're going to do.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. Um, we should also do one more programming note, which is that the uh, uh, Duquesne recap will go up on Tuesday.
1: Twice. Yeah. So we're going to start twice. We'll normally do that on Sunday, so it's in your commute for, for Monday morning. But uh, Labor Day weekend, we, we're all dealing. Grant Grant has a fantasy football draft or something. That that sounds very nonchalant. I want to that, seriously, I have, take I it seriously. you have sixteen people. Wish you were I have sixteen cool people spring.
0: coming into Bay City that I'm hosting, and they won't leave until noon on Labor Day. So we will record that um, podcast. And
1: today. then I have uh, I have the Stazzo in laws coming in, and we're going to go to Glacier National Park and do all that. So so Monday night, they'll be ready for your commute on Tuesday with the breakdown, and then we'll go Wednesday night, Thursday. But we're we're going to go Monday morning, and we're going to go Thursday morning um, on the podcasts, and then. Um, will work out. I, I, I don't know. I'm not making any commitments about when I'm writing my preview. I but think, they'll come I think out in time idea, for but, you to gamble and learn about
0: the team. And, and all we'll all that. yeah, yeah, But uh, yeah. There is there yeah, yeah, is yeah. one other area of business. We got to give a final score.
1: Oh, we didn't predict a final score. That's right. Okay. Um, can you vamp for me? For I, well, I'll
0: go ahead and give you mine. So my prediction for this game is that TCU actually does. I, they're not going to put up a lot of points in the first quarter. I think they'll put up a lot in the second, and I think some of the starters will play well into the third. I like TCU winning this game,
1: forty-eight to fourteen. Forty-eight to fourteen. That,
0: that so that was Sanford twenty. Um, yeah, that's a that's a 14. I can't get my heart broken again.
1: Um... Duquesne gave up 27 to Sacred Heart, 0 to Wagner. Hey, man. Staten Highland. Those guys know how to throw a punch, even if they don't know how to throw a football. Um, Oh, this is fun. Sorry, I'm totally taking this. They played the LIU Sharks. Remember, West Virginia plays the LIU Sharks. Grant, $100 on the table right now. Parker, Does Parker, West Virginia Parker just score? Me that. I
0: I'm not going to pay you $100. I don't have $100.
1: <laughs> My stats wife has $100. I have to see if she's going to bet that or not. But, Grant, 100 fictitious dollars. Duquesne scored 35 points against LIU last year. Does West Virginia score more points against LIU? No, than
0: no I don't. a chance in hell. I
1: love that so much. Okay. 35 against LIU, uh, they, or sorry, sorry, they only gave up 17 against LIU. Zero, so 27-0, 17-10, 27 against Sacred Heart in the second game. Weird, uh, excuse me, 34 against Sacred Heart. 34 points in the A-10 is probably close to like 50. I think here's where I'm going go. to go. 52-17.
0: to Okay, so each team gets an extra field goal over Vermont. Okay, I'll take it.
1: No one do the math. No one do the math on whether I said I would take Duquesne at 36 and a half and what those yeah, numbers
0: just, work out. Matt's right? not real. Um, Parker, uh, this has been the Purple Theory Podcast. Indeed it has. You can it's find – yeah. it's been – I'm so excited that football is back. You have no idea. Um, you can find Parker at Twitter, on Twitter, at Stats of War. You can find me on Twitter, at Grant McGaller, It's felt like it sounded with all those fouls. You should subscribe to the Substack, which is purpletheory.substack.com. As Parker said, the paywall, the tip jar, whatever the hell we're calling it, will be on next week uh, for our cow previews. We are very excited about those. Uh, We're going to get back to writing, going to get back to doing all the stuff that you loved or at least tolerated from last year. And uh, we're just jacked the seasons back, man. Uh, Go Frogs!